Welcome to Bachelor Theory. My name is Julia Delois, and I am coming to you right off of watching this episode live. Uh, and and then I took a little bit to to just go ahead and sage my entire apartment because the vibes on my TV tonight were so bad I could feel them infiltrating my house through my TV screen. That's how bad the vibes were. It was nothing but bad juju tonight. Am I right about that? And I'll tell you, not to come at anybody too hard or too fast, but everybody was in on MJ. MJ was the cool pizza girl. Uh Uh-uh. Not for me. I want to say I withheld my judgment. I thought there might be something amiss. My senses were tingling. I was never in on on MJ. And uh, I'm, I'm sticking to that. I really never was. Now... I don't blame you if you had a great first impression of her. Um, it's that look, the cool pizza girl thing. It's uh, it's intoxicating, you know. Um, I'm just I'm kind of at a different place in my journey where um, that you know that sets me a thinking more than more than it gets me excited. And that's not a judgment on you. Okay, so MJ's on my shit list and. I'm also not afraid to, you know, give credit where credit is due, admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong. So at the same time that I'm saying uh, MJ is on my shit list, I'm also saying, hey, I I really underestimated Katie. I think we all did, you know? Um, I thought the dildo thing, I mean, you heard me. Uh, we have the receipts, right? I was saying, oh, I was saying it was dumb. I was saying this was a gag. I was saying I was maybe accusing her of being unfeminist. Was I doing that? All that to say, Katie, girl, I'm sorry. I really, um, you're a queen of your time, and I really didn't see it coming, and that's on me. We're all learning here. We're all, you know, admitting our wrongs and, and making things right, and That's what Bachelor Theory is all about, right? I hope that you experience some similar growth in your Bachelor watching over the episodes, over the months, over the years. Uh, It really is a fantastic site for personal growth. Okay, so we're back in it. Um, Sarah is gone and and Matt is sad about that, but there's more women left uh, and they are... All at the hotel. Okay, so the lovely thing that happens this evening, we'll, we'll go there first, is uh, Chelsea has a wonderful conversation with Matt. It seems really genuine. She's talking about how um, her hair is an emotional thing, like it is for many people, and then especially so for black women. I just thought it was like a really nice amount of vulnerability and a, a nice connection without being too forced um lovely so chelsea gets the group rose um and that's that that's about it as far as nice things that happen this evening or even really this episode i don't know there are a couple more nice moments we'll find them but we're gonna wade through a lot of shitty ones before we get there so soon enough victoria and katie are having a face-off victoria is just kind of you know she's she's realizing um what the cameras want she's really kind of hitting her stride in terms of delivering that so she is just giving this like off the wall confrontation speech 
To Katie, she said, I really didn't like it when you shut me down in front of the group. This, of course, referring to Katie simply saying, um, hey, I just don't want us to talk about her when she's not here. Um, and people being really mean. Um, so yeah, Victoria is going over the top. I think it's rude the way you speak to me. It's just so patently false. It doesn't even make sense. Like, self-aware, not self-aware. It just... I don't even feel like she believes it, right? And that's just very apparent in this conversation. So it's just one, um, it's just the first one of the many conversations, I think, in this episode that have Katie come away, coming away looking uh, really classy. I think we're all kind of going nuts about Katie right now, and I'm into it. Um, Okay, so now we're at the cocktail party. Um, We finally get to see one of my favorite tropes uh, that I don't think we've seen, at least we we haven't seen too much of it so far, Um, but that is in his conversation with Piper, uh, which I'm not hating on Piper here. Um, It was a lovely, you know, great conversation. Seems like they're kind of into each other. Um, But she says, uh, I'm glad to hear you have a strong mom so that you know what it looks like because that's definitely me and um yeah i it's it's not that i don't believe that piper is a strong woman it's not that i don't believe matt james's mom is a strong woman it's just that we call uh every single woman who comes on this show a strong independent woman even if these are women who are um kind of like doing the most uh eh, desperate earnest thing ever to like find a man um and they just want to get married at any cost uh lots of strong women among them don't get me wrong also argument to be made that if you've survived even one second uh in bachelor production maybe you are a strong woman after that maybe you're stronger than me um i just know that this is one of those watered down things that that we hear a lot um so yeah look out for look out for the strong woman trope um yeah so pretty soon chris harrison comes in to interrupt at a moment when matt is talking to victoria and there's kind of a commotion you know there's some speculation about sarah coming back but oh no it's even worse than that because it's five brand new women coming up in a limo, which, you know, at home we all saw this coming. Um, pretty rough to watch these girls realize it because they do start to spin off pretty quickly. So to kick things off, um, Brittany emerges from the limo. She's from Chicago. She's wearing a, a black sequiny dress that looks like she's from the musical Chicago. <laughs> uh, sorry for that. Um, okay, so she goes up to him and she says, we have to make up for lost time and lays her lips on him. Uh, and if you know me, if you've known me for a couple episodes, you know, I hate this. I think that um, this kind of, it's like one thing to be forward and uh, and a little assertive, but this really, but when there's nothing like backing it up, when it feels like the lead is not in a position to turn you down, uh, I think it's gross. There's really no connection to base this on. 
Um, and we should stop doing it. Yeah, they should stop doing it. We're not doing it. You and me are not doing it. Okay, so she, they make out. They make out. And the girls naturally inside are fucking freaking out because you knew that they were going to like say shitty stuff and slut shame the other women no matter what. But of course this has been finely orchestrated uh you know they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing they are getting all worked up by the first woman who emerges from the limo who starts making out with their man there's four more women we get michelle who's a teacher from minnesota we have kimberly who had a very cute colorful dress and we found out later she has a sharpay um we had catalina who was puerto rico miss universe um and you know of course we see what's coming she's got the crown on and she's going in to uh you know to meet victoria the reigning queen uh and we know that sparks are about to fly there's also a fifth there's a fifth one that i think i missed it when i must i must have missed it when she came out but i think her name is mariah she ended up getting a rose i think um so sorry girl uh i just i just haven't met you yet Okay, so the original girls uh, are losing their fucking minds. Um, And Anna, in particular, is emerging as a fucking monster. Uh, Yeah, she's really leading the charge with all of this, like, ultra-aggressive. Just, uh, this is so disrespectful to the girls who have been here. Victoria even goes so far as to say to one of them she said you quarantine just to be back up and now you're here being back up and the other girls are just kind of like going along with it they're just really digging into them for being second to in the second group to get here uh it's really rough and it also another one of my theories and it's not a theory uh that i've spouted before is like it's you know it's not about the time, right? These women are losing their minds because it's not fair that they've been here for three weeks, that they've already started developing connections with Matt, and that now these five women uh, are coming in and trying to form their own connections with Matt. So I think it's it's Jasenia. I mean, they're all kind of they're all kind of going in on this a little bit, but I think Jasenia is the one who says, you know, I. Pick, I hope he's uh or maybe Piper he said I, I hope he's picking based on the connections that he already has and not on some pretty face and it's just that thing where it's like if the object is to find your soulmate right then it's not gonna matter how many other people come in there's no fair there's not time that you are owed the the objective is ostensibly for people to like make meet and like be a uh, a love match, right? And so there's no rules that you're owed. If he has a connection with one of the newer girls and he sends you home because of that, you were never going to win. It's like someone sending you home, just like in real life, someone rejecting you is like all the reason and evidence that you need that you are not right for each other, right? Because they just rejected you. There's it, it, this is, it's truly insane to watch. We always get a little bit of it, but 
this episode was so over the top. It was uh, it was rough to watch and embarrassing too, right? <laughs> like it's like these are adult women. Oh God, yeah, and and they're losing their minds about rules of a game that there are no rules to. Okay, so in a little bit, Matt comes into the room. Um, he comes in. I, I wish that somebody, somebody who's not me, uh, should splice together all of the like walking into the room that Matt does because it really feels like every entrance is, uh, is the same. Same level of energy, which is kind of just, you know, he just kind of coasts at that level all the time. But particularly when he comes into the room it's noticeable because there tends to be that like lift in energy um you know for someone who kind of like Tasha, you know she really kind of like elevates the room with her energy I know that's <laughs> that sounds dumb but uh yeah and Matt kind of has I don't know if it's the opposite I don't know if it's like deflating energy but at the very least the energy stays the same, right? You know, in serial killer documentaries when, or yeah, murder victims, how they're always like, oh, she had a smile that could light up a room. It's kind of like Matt, whatever is the opposite of that, that's Matt's sort of aura. Um, that's all we get. Victoria, again, spews some feelings at him she's always it always feels like the conversations with victoria are like they're happening to him they're like happening towards him uh it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem super reciprocal meanwhile uh anna is revealing that she knows Brittany from chicago uh and this is a seed that we will that will keep on growing into um some bad bad shit some really bad shit but we're bookmarking Anna Knows Brittany, all right? We're setting that to the side because right now tensions are mainly rising about uh, the original girls, the OGs, uh, they keep calling themselves, and the new girls don't love this use of OG, uh, wish they would stop doing it, but uh, the point is they, you know... Tensions are rising. The original girls like cannot handle that these women have been brought in. So of course, uh, the vibe is tense. Yeah, going into the rose ceremony. Okay, now we get the suspenseful cut. The is she gonna go home edit uh, with Anna? But we know that she's not done. Uh, you know, those of us who kind of keep our heads on a swivel, we've seen the previews. We know from the previews that she still has more nasty shit to say about someone that we haven't seen yet. So we know she's staying around. Uh, she does. Four of the five new women uh, also stay around. So you know that's just uh, just making shit worse. We're still kind of at the point uh, where nobody super of interest is getting cut. So... Yeah, uh, pretty much everyone that we know and are talking about is still around. And we break with uh, MJ on the new girls being completely naive of what they're walking into. She says, you think it's going to be some cakewalk? Pump your brakes. I, did someone, did any of them say, did any of them say, like, 
I think this is going to be a cakewalk. Did anyone even like imply that it was going to be easy? I don't know what all they're drawing this stuff on, but it's so bizarre. Okay, so the next morning we get that group date card and lots of people on it. Uh, we get a segment of Matt with uh, Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins comes back. I always enjoy seeing him. Uh, he's one of the hotter bachelors, in my opinion, one of the few um, that I think is hot. Uh, you know, uh, this segment, mm, wasted time if they didn't kiss, if I'm being honest, uh, for me. But um, yeah, he's saying, he kind of just says like, oh, you got the old regime and the new. How are you going to bring them together? And Ben, that is not Matt's job. You just... You just keep looking handsome, Ben. So they go on this group date. They do a really embarrassing uh, relay race at the Fall in Love Fest. Okay, they row in those pumpkin boats, which that kind of looked fun. But I do have uh, I do have uh, sympathy for Maggie, who was stuck in the weeds. That could have been me, too. I feel like I'm usually the one stuck in the, the corner in bumper cars, and everyone's just like, railing me over and over again so that would be me probably stuck in the weeds um wow remember when we could do stuff like bumper cars I I never did bumper cars but I miss it because we're in a pandemic you know what the first thing I'm gonna do when we're out of this pandemic I'm gonna go on some motherfucking bumper cars believe me I would rather be on some bumper cars in a shitty town fair or whatever the fuck uh, then, then be watching what happens next because it fucking sucks. Anna confronts Brittany. Uh, she does the horrible thing where she like says it like it's, it's sort of couched in like honesty and almost concern. Um, but she said, you know, cause I've just been hearing you're an escort and all this stuff. It's like, that's the main stuff, right? All this stuff. Don't try to play it off. And she says, that's a horrible thing to say about someone, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk about why they would be sending these messages. So this is referring to messages that Anna may or may not have gotten before she came on the show that said, watch out for this girl, referring to Brittany, ostensibly, maybe, we don't know, we question everything here. Um, and <laughs> she is uh, generously giving Brittany the chance to address these rumors in front of all the other women. Um, Kit has said, uh, she said the nightlife circle in Chicago is pretty small. And I've heard that she, you know, hangs out with a lot of wealthy men. It's like, OK, Kit, you friggin nerd. The nightlife circle in the third biggest city in the country the nightlife circle in Chicago is small. Fucking grow up. Okay. Uh, so their conversation continues to suck. Brittany is taken aback. She quickly refutes these. Unfortunately, she says, uh, I've had a boyfriend since I was 16, as if that's proof that somebody couldn't be an escort. Um, yeah, this whole conversation is so shitty and it's shitty because of the people and it's also shitty because of the show uh anna 
and Victoria and the rest of them. Um, this is super, you know, sex work shaming. Escorting and sugar babying are sex work. Uh, it's slut shaming. It's just all around really bad. And we've seen the show stumble like this time and time again. So it's not that I, I don't know. Did I expect, of course not. Did I expect them to handle this gracefully, tactfully? No, thoughtfully, absolutely not. But it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, I have so many feelings about it. I feel like I'm like still fizzing with rage. Uh, So I've been thinking about doing a bonus episode about this exact thing uh, later in the week. So look out for that because it might be too much for a recap episode. Now we do have a grade A bachelor theory that we need to consider um, before we move on. Uh, Slut shaming aside, um, sex work shaming aside, uh, what we're told is that Anna has received Instagram messages, emails maybe, from people around Chicago saying that Britney is an escort. Now, I don't know about you, but in my household, we've been discussing, we've been discussing this one already. This was floated, and it's passed, it's passed two levels of scrutiny, which is uh, my boyfriend's and mine. So I'm passing this on to you, and we're going to see how it holds up. It is, if you have watched this show before, you know that the methods by which they get these people to act the way they do are absolutely barbaric. They will stop at nothing um, to get some drama that's good for TV. So you probably, like us, don't think that it's far-fetched at all that producers could have been messaging Anna from various like burner Instagram accounts, emails, things like that, planting the seeds for this exact thing to happen. It's also possible they told her that and no girl was an escort or the wrong girl wasn't. I mean, we don't know. Like it it just the chain seems suspicious. That's all I'm saying. It also seems like, you know, whether she is or not whether she is or not is actually pretty immaterial, you know. Um but yeah, either way, I mean, the even if she was, the producers could have orchestrated this so that Anna finds out, right? Um, it might not even be true. You know, they could have told her this on set an hour ago and, and gotten her to make up the bit about the messages and, and Instagram things. Uh, because she does say earlier in the episode, at one point she says about Britney, she says, all I've heard is that she's super fucked up. Which is also mean, but it just seems like Anna is so uh, spiteful and vindictive that she, she, everything we know about Anna so far would suggest that she would want to be out with this information pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so there's a theory for you. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I don't even know what I think. Okay, okay. I will say something nice. I will talk about something nice. And that is Michelle's one-on-one. She's one of the first, uh, she's one of the, the new five women. Um, and they go on a really nice date. They get to go ziplining. Um, and, uh, I love that because she said, 
I'm a person who likes to have fun. Um, and girl, you'll never guess. Me too. Um, I really relate to her on that. Really enjoy having fun. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you haven't had it before, if you're not having that much right now, um, definitely recommend fun. So this date was fun. Zip lining, they got to go up in a hot air balloon. Um, it was so nice. Okay, I do have to snark on one thing because um, they did a thing where they asked each other how many kids they wanted and they said, and Michelle said, let's each say it on the count of three. And on the count of three, they both say three. I'm calling bullshit here. Uh, everyone, everyone wants three kids, right? That's the number. That's the number that everybody wants. That's the number that people who want kids, that's the number of kids that they want. Um, some people think it's two. It's actually three. That feels like pretty much, you know, that's everyone's vibe. Um, so that was dumb, but I forgive them. Okay, there actually is one more thing I need to snark on. And this sucks because, look, you guys, I... Like Michelle. I like Michelle a lot. I thought she came in really strong. She sounds so sweet and genuine on this nighttime date when she's talking about how much she loves teaching. You can tell she really cares for her students and uh, it's very endearing. It's very charming. Um, now she does, uh, unfortunately, sort of try to pass off a Maya Angelou quote as her own. When talking about her students, she's saying um, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And Matt James says, oh, Maya Angelou. And she says, oh, you knew it. But you guys, if you were watching closely like me, you saw what happened there. And it was not, the vibe was not that she was saying that as a quote from Maya Angelou and then like and like quizzing him or like putting it to him prompting him to say who it was by she if he had not said that she would have wrote it out she would have just wrote it on out we heard it she was plowing through you guys saw that she was not gonna stop and give him the name she was just fully gonna let him think that that was hers wild truly wild um but yeah, I, phew, what can I say? I like Michelle. God help me. I like Michelle. So the group date uh, for the women is the ever-present. It's the boxing challenge. It's the ever-present fighting, dueling, beating the shit out of each other challenge. Um, we got to have it on this show. Uh, sometimes they're in lingerie. They weren't in lingerie this time. So I guess that's a step up. I don't know. Um, yeah. I did, uh, I recorded a bonus episode the other week with uh, my friend Sarah Dern, an actor and writer who's also a scholar on the Middle Ages, and it's an episode about exactly this thing, about uh, the ways that The Bachelor is actually really similar to medieval courtship, you know, knights and princesses and chivalry and all about fighting to, you know, prove that your love is true, fighting to win love. Uh, and it was a great conversation, so I hope you go back and find that. But this boxing date is, that's what it was all about. Um, they're going pretty hard at it, too. I mean, the women are just, they're fierce. They want it. Um, yeah, Serena P gets knocked out pretty bad. That was kind of frightening to watch. Dude, a little bit, I don't know. If I got fucking clocked in the face, it's like, Sorry, but I'm out. I would, that's the time, I mean, no hate 
to Serena P. She really took it like a champ. But I just, I got to think, if that happens to you, you got a bloody nose or whatever, that's probably a time where you're looking in the mirror and being like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, that's when I, I would, I would, I want to say I would leave. Um, I don't know if that's true. But yeah, that's what it feels like from here. I think I would leave. And then we're at the after party. A couple nice conversations here. A nice conversation with Piper. A nice conversation with Rachel, who's sort of been fading into the background a little bit at this point. But, you know, when she's on my screen, I'm staring at how incredible her eyebrows are. So I was glad to see her again. Um, Yeah, kind of run of the mill. She tells him it's hard, you know, that they – that. She hasn't been, you know, kind of the the shining star in a week or two, or they haven't gotten to spend time alone. Um, she's the only one who points out, you know, what I said earlier, uh, which is that it's not about, I mean, she says, like, if it's your soulmate, then other five women coming in doesn't matter. So to her credit, she's the only one. She's the only one who thinks the same as me. Um, but she is a Libra and I'm a Libra and she's only Libra. So I don't know. You do the math. It's weird with Matt because you can definitely tell which girls he's into and which girls he's not. But it is like he he does kind of like act the same with all the girls that he's into so it kind of makes it hard to tell, like, what's sort of the, like, which ones is he super into? You know what I mean? Like, you can see it when he's with Victoria. He's not into Victoria. But I don't know. Piper, Rachel, Chelsea, uh, Serena P. You know, all these connections, he kind of just, it he kind of just acts the same. A lot of times you can kind of see, like, a different, unique dynamic with each person. And that's just not the case here. I think I would be hard-pressed to sort of like put the ones that he is into in order. I really can't tell. Victoria and Anna are just chomping at the bit, foaming at the damn mouth to say mean stuff. And MJ too, your cool pizza girl too, of all people. Um, Yeah, they're just, they can't stop. It's a faucet. They cannot stop. I don't know what producers are giving them. Um... But it's it's amazing bribery, if that's what it is, because they are acting out. Mean, mean, mean. Our girl Katie, um, you know, I was so nervous for her in this moment because she's gearing up. She decides that Matt needs to know how these girls are acting, um, how they're acting in the house, and that they're bullying people and are just really, really mean. And you hate it because you know that oftentimes that person has to be the sacrificial lamb. They can, you know, it can be like a self-sabotage thing. Uh, so I was I was clenching for Katie, but it does feel like, I mean, in a way, it feels like this is sort of a rare case where that move seems warranted. I mean, the girls are being mean enough and it's and her and her claims are like pretty specific you know she's able to back it up and not just say you know toxic or or yeah whatever it is so I'm rooting for her as she goes to tell him she's also I don't know what she thinks about Matt uh and his like level of of capability with you know um receiving and 
translating this stuff um, because I was just thinking, girl, this dude doesn't know a damn. He's not going to know what to do with this. Um, but, you know, if that's what had to happen for us to get one of my favorite lines in the whole episode, which is when Matt says, uh, <laughs> I can't believe so- what I forget the beginning of the sentence. I'll be honest about that. Um, he says, for someone to think that they're just going to bully their way into my heart. Ain't that the truth? Hey, you said it, brother. Bully their way into my heart. Jesus Christ. Okay, and that's kind of where we leave it. That's where we leave off. Um, I said it last week. They're mean girls. This week they took it to a whole nother level. It really is crazy that we have such kind of a like one note bachelor and then this throng of super chaotic women. Um, Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. I don't know if these women are just like that. I don't know if, uh, you know, the pandemic has certainly made us all a little crazy. Maybe that they're just like sort of pushed to their edge, you know, but they are really losing it um i hope they get it together i'm not confident but i hope they get it together the trailer for next week seems really great so i'm gonna be there i hope you're gonna be there so we can talk about it after um and form all our little theories and opinions and hot takes because this is bachelor theory and i'm julia deloise